Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 25. Thanks for listening. It's Wednesday again, guys. Welcome back to the show. Hope you've all had a great week. As we record this, we're a couple days out from the 4th of July Independence Day holiday in America. Those of you who celebrate, hope you had a good time. Those of you who don't celebrate, hope you don't think all of us who do are really weird with our hot dogs and are blowing stuff up and are wearing flags as hats. But the holidays come and gone. It's time to get back to business, and that business is Atari games. Looking at the news portion of my notes, I see we got some listener feedback, which is awesome. I love when we get listener feedback. This week's listener feedback in response to episode 24, Cosmic Arc, is from Jim Fullerton on Twitter, who tweeted at me as at, I'm going to say, Yinxy, Y-I-N-X-Y. He tweeted an observation that he had made. I don't know if this is common knowledge, but it's not knowledge that I have. But apparently, when you lose the game or finish the game Atlantis, at the end, you see the Cosmic Arc, the giant ship from the game Cosmic Arc, take off. And he and I were speculating, again, maybe everybody knows this except for me, but we were speculating that the end of Atlantis then is kind of like the starting point for the game Cosmic Arc. I've never heard of, you know, certainly there have been sequels in Atari games, Pitfall and Pitfall 2, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, the whole family of Pac-Man games, but I've never heard of one game ending, you know, one game starting where another game left off. And I, it, it, Jim blew my mind as I was reading this at 3 o'clock in the morning when my wife said we all had to get up and go to the basement because there was a thunderstorm outside. So, you know, thanks for that, Jim. It makes me really want to play Atlantis now, uh, which I will do. I own Atlantis. I picked it up recently. I've played a little bit, but I will play it more seriously now that I know this, and I will try to get that into an upcoming episode at some point, because even before I knew that, it looked look, looked like kind of an intriguing game. So someday we'll get to that one. It's just a helpful reminder, a good reminder at this point. Tweet at me any observations you have like this about past games that we've talked about on the show, upcoming games, games that you'd like to see on the show, thoughts you have about them, Send them all to me. Email, tweet, uh, tweeter, Twitter, Facebook. Look me up. I'd like to hear from you. This week's Atari movie update is... There is no Atari movie update. Uh, as you guys know by now, Atari has teamed up with a movie production company to develop films based around the games Missile Command and Centipede. I think that news broke in May, uh, this being 2016. I don't think there's been a whole lot of news since then. The little bit that I do see just basically seems to say, yep, it's in development. So I still have a chance to get the call to write that movie. <sighs> Someday. Someday. The Academy Award goes to the Atari Bytes guy. Well, maybe not. But for now, we have our Atari games, and that's good enough. This week's game is Burger Time. 1982 Mattel Electronics game. I only recently played this one for the Atari, or on the Atari for the first time, but as a kid, I played 
Birder Time a lot on Intellivision. When I saw that there was an Atari version, I had to check it out. This is one of the few Atari games my six, now almost seven-year-old, really likes to play on the Atari, although he, in full disclosure, prefers to play it on the Intellivision, uh, where he also likes the baseball game. And sometimes, if he's in the right mood, auto racing. So, he's a big Birder Time fan, and I thought since it's almost his birthday as I record this episode, this would be a good time to check out Birder Time. And check it out, we shall. Looking at my official paper Birder Time instruction manual, here's what we've got. Birder Time instructions for one or two players. Build beautiful birders by dropping buns and patties onto a plate. Dodge horrible hot dogs, defy brawling breadsticks, pepper enormous eggs, and charging cheese. Score points by squashing those nasties with a falling bun. Build all the birders, and you move on to the next maze. Get too close to a nasty, though. Sorry, let me try that again. Get too close to a nasty, though, and it's back to burger school for you in short order. For your Atari 2600 game system. The game. You move your chef around the maze in a frantic attempt to build hamburgers before the nasties converge on you. Move across the top of the birder ingredients and they will drop a level. Work all the ingredients to the bottom and you'll move on to the next maze. Score points by dropping an ingredient squashing nasties or giving them a ride down on a falling ingredient. Dust a nasty. <laughs> Haven't we all dusted the nasty a time or two? Am I right? Anyway, what was I talking about? Dust a nasty with some pepper and he'll stop it in his tracks. If a nasty touches him, your chef is cooked. So watch out. Play along or challenge a friend. Highest score wins. Controllers. Use your left joystick controller to control the direction of your chef. Be sure your controller cable is securely plugged into the back of your game console. Hold the controller so the red pepper button is up to your upper left. Yes! It's been a while since I've gotten to read that little instruction, being my all-time favorite Atari instruction ever. Note. Right-hand controller is not used in this game, so, you know, screw your right-hand controller. Difficulty switches. It gets kind of confusing here. Level of difficulty does not change. The switch on the right, near the right controller cable, even though, as they already said, you don't use the right controller, but at any rate, the switch on the right determines the number of players. Switch position A is for two players. Switch, 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 position B I swear I've only had part of a glass of wine, is for a one-player game. In switch position A, the two players take turns using the left controller. When one player loses his shift, the other player takes over the controller. And then, as if it wasn't confusing enough, the switch on the left may be used to freeze the action by sliding it to position A. Position B returns the game to the action from the point at which you stopped it. It only took me about five minutes to figure this out before I thought, maybe I should look in the manual. And then I did, and I saw where it tells you exactly what's going on. If you didn't know, guys are really dumb. We should just always read the manual to start with. All right, roll up your sleeves, put on your hat, grab some pepper, and fire up your drill. Action! To start the game, press reset switch. Be ready because the game starts right away, and they're not kidding. It does. For example, if you're podcasting, you barely have time to turn on the game before, you know, barely have time to turn on the microphone and the game before you're already halfway through a hamburger patty and a hot dog's bearing down on you. The chef. You control the chef, Peter Pepper. Move him up ladders and across planks using the joystick. Move your chef completely across a bun or other ingredient and it drops one level. You wrapped up 50 points. 
You start with five chefs, but only one can be used at a time. For every 10,000 points scored, you get an extra chef. Nasties and mazes. Hot dogs, eggs, breadsticks, and cheese chase you, or chase your chef wherever he goes in the maze. If they catch him, the round is over. All the nasties get quicker as you go along. Hot dogs, eggs, breadsticks, cheese. There are five mazes constructed of ladders and planks. When you successfully build all the hamburgers in one maze, you move on to the next maze. When all five mazes have been completed, you start over again with the first maze. For more points, drop the ingredients on top of the nasties. You will get 200 points for each hot dog or breadstick that you squash. A squashed egg or hunk of cheese is worth 100 points. For even more points, tempt the nasties out onto a bun and then drop it by stepping off. The bun will drop two levels. You score 500 points for each nasty you drop. After a few, after a few seconds, dropped or squashed nasties return from the side of the screen. Add a pinch of pepper. Pepper may be used to temporarily stun nasties. If you are trapped, this tactic allows you to move out of corners unharmed. You can only throw pepper in front of you. Make sure the chef is facing, facing the nasty you want to pepper by using the joystick first. You start with five pinches of pepper, which are displayed under and to the left of the score. You can earn extra pinches of pepper by gobbling french fries, ice cream, or coffee. That was supposed to be coffee? I think. In the television version, it's root beer. Of course, maybe it's coffee there, because the icon kind of looks the same. Anyway. Why coffee? Anyway. You get 500 points and a pinch of pepper for each item gobbled. The chef will always stop while he throws pepper. You can move him as soon as he has finished peppering the nasty. Score display. The running score is tallied in the top center portion of the screen, but anytime you squash and ask or give up one a ride down, the point value will be displayed briefly instead of the score. For two-player games, only the score of the player currently controlling the chef is displayed. At the end of the game, the display alternates showing each score and designates whether it belongs to player one or player two. The maximum score for M Network Burger Time is 999,950. If you can get close, you are a certified burger maniac. I don't feel I need to disclose my scores in this game routinely, but let's just say I'm a certified burger, we're kind of friends sort of thing, casual acquaintances, burger acquaintances, as opposed to burger maniac. Uh, but anyway, I guess I could tell you the winning tips. Save pepper for the time you need it most. Don't waste it on nasties that are easily avoided. Try to get the highest point value for each hamburger part that you drop. Try squashing a nasty, but you'd give him a, ri a fast ride down on a falling bun. Remember your chef stops while he peppers a nasty. Don't get blindsided by a marauding breadstick while you're busy peppering a hot dog. Really, don't get uh, blindsided by a marauding breadstick while you're busy peppering a hot dog should be a good life lesson for us all. I'm going to use that as the title of my self-help memoir that will be out soon from, um, let's say, Penguin Random House. Keep away from the corners after squashing a nasty or giving him a ride. The same nasty could return in that corner and could run right smack into your chef. So that's how you play Burger Time. It's fun. You know what? I, you know, I hate to interrupt a podcast like this, but Man, yeah, I'm feeling a little hungry. Anyone want to go grab a burger? After the break, we hit the drive-through, and tonight, this is very exciting, folks. A first for Atari Bites. Tonight, for burger time, we're carpooling. That's right. This week, Atari Bites has guests. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so today we're playing Burger Time. In today's segment of the Field Report, we have special guests. This is a first for Atari Bytes. I will let them tell you who they are. Who are you? Henry. How old are you, Henry? Six, almost seven. How do I know you? <laughs> why do I know you? Because you're my dad. Oh, okay, so that's why you're in my house? Alright, are you player one today? Okay. Uh, what do you like about Burger Time? Why do you like this game? Because it has sandwiches. It's <laughs> a good answer. Alright, uh, we also have player two. Who are you? Sophie. And why do I know you? Uh, you're my dad. Oh, okay, so that's why you're in my house too? Mm-hmm. Alright, how old are you? Ten. So you're in college then? No. Okay, that's good, because I'm not ready to pay for that. Um, so, okay, so... Uh, Henry and Sophie are going to play Burger Time uh, for today's field report, and I'll bug them with some questions while they're playing, and then we'll just kind of see what happens. All right, you ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. All right. So, what what do you do in this game, Henry? You just you just try you just try to get the sandwiches done be, before before. You won out of lives. Yeah. Uh-oh, he got you, didn't he? Oh, now it's player two. Sophie's up. Climbing the ladders. There goes a bun. Or actually, I guess that's probably the patty for the burger, right? Just the bottom of the bun's already down there. Yeah. What do you think of the colors in this game? Uh, they don't match a hamburger. No. What do you think, Henry? Just yellow in the in those uh -oh. in those different no, again. in those different guys and there's no peppers. Yeah, because like in the television one, that's the one we usually play, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have they have uh, pickles in that one. And no, those are peppers. Peppers? Are they peppers? Mm-hmm. I thought they were lettuce. Or lettuce? Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of the lettuce, Henry. The pepper is what you spray on the on the food to keep it away from you. So don't forget that, guys, because I think if you push your red button. I forgot to tell you that, so... Oh, yeah, there's, there's pepper coming out. Yeah. Oh, hot dog's gonna get you. Oh, back to Sophie. This is very exciting, folks. All right, here goes another hamburger patty, which looks just like the bun part. Wait, now it looks like a tomato. I'm very confused. Better look out, Sophie. Hot dog's Me gonna get too. you. Me too. See if you can spray it with some pepper. Spray! You sprayed the wrong direction. Yeah. Egg. I think that's supposed to be the egg. Yeah, that's the egg. Got you. It's just a big white square. An egg on a hamburger? Sometimes people put an egg on a hamburger. They like it. I wouldn't do it, but some people might. This is a very weird restaurant. Yes, it is. You gotta chase the food around. And the food's trying to kill him. That's why we always make, leave a tip when we go to a restaurant, because... The chef has to work really hard because the food's trying to kill him. And he has to chase the food around. And he has to chase the food around, yeah. Oh, the red thing got you. Probably, it's probably ketchup. Uh, I guess I could look in the manual since I'm not actually playing. Let's see. I got a green thing. Yeah, see, it's weird because when it's up on the playing part of the field, they all all the things just look like yellow uh, rectangles. 
but once they fall onto the hamburger, then they actually look like stuff. You got something that's like a tomato, and you got the lettuce. Okay, the so the white squares are eggs. The kind of brown squares are cheese. Have we seen those yet? No. Yeah, there's a little one right there. Oh, that is a breadstick. They don't have those in the television one. But I think those other things that are flapping around, the, they look like red squares on the screen. I think those are actually the, supposed to be the cheese. But in the manual, they kind of look brown. Ew, I don't want to eat red cheese. Yeah, it's very weird. Yes, it is. A long oh. way out here. Sophie got eaten up by a breadstick. Why, why is the breadstick eating selfie? Oh, breadsticks are usually yummy. Yeah, not people. Yeah, not people. People are not yummy at all, are they? No. Yeah, can spray. I get you? Oh, good job. Keep going. Keep. Oh, ooh, that was cool. What? The double whammy. You got the egg and the dog and walked right through them both. Yeah, you can do that. Once you spray them with pepper, you can walk right through them and they don't kill you. Awesome. That doesn't happen on television. Well, yeah, it does, kind of. Oh, oh, on the in-television? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Looks like maybe... That was the... That was the, um, 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 hot dog. Yeah. This might be your last guy? Not sure. Probably two. Well, let's see. Okay, what's on the screen there? On the right side, it's number of chefs left. Two chefs. Oops. One chef left. Now, Henry, you, this is your, I think, your last guy, Henry. Yeah. Yep, you're doing pretty good. You got most of your burgers made except for the top buns, looks like. And the... Uh, yeah, there's one of them you haven't gotten made yet. Oop. We gotcha. Beaten by a breadstick. Again. Aw. Yeah, the breadstick. Mean, okay. And now I'm mad I moved. Right, Sophie's the last guy. I'm out of moves now. Oh, well. Oh. I sprayed him with pepper. Beaten by a hot dog. It's okay. We'll have hot dogs tomorrow. You can jump back. All right. That was our last guy. Now, when we finish our field report, guys, what I always say is, back to you in the studio. Can you say that? Back to you in the studio. The primary reason to have kids is because one day they'll be old enough that you can put them to work. Thanks, kids. Now go get Daddy a donut and a hot towel. Okay, as a side note about Birder Time, if they ever decide to make a new version of Birder Time or Birder Time 2 or something, I totally want Peter Pepper to have a flamethrower because I like my buns toasted. Birder Time is a really good game. Honestly though, the Intellivision version, way more fun. It has better sound, better graphics, and the play is better. The Atari version feels slow and clunky, and the limited color palette means that everything is either yellow or brown, or occasionally tomato red, whether it's a tomato or not. And there are some other differences too. There are no breadsticks, I don't think, in the Intellivision version. I don't think there's cheese either. You know, I, I like a good breadstick, but I still gotta go with the Intellivision version of Burger Time on the basis of gameplay. But this is a story-based podcast. So, what the hell's going on in Peter Pepper's kitchen? Why is he so small? Why is the food so big and also angry? Does the health department know that the chef is walking on our food? Are they really cool with this? Why hasn't this restaurant been shut down? I really don't understand all of this.
So to help me understand, I called in a little help. Okay, so this is part of the podcast where we're done talking about what we think of the game and we get into the heart of what the story is in the game. And I am happy that my guests decided to stick around. They kind of had to because they're my kids and I told them to. Um, So they are going to help me with figuring out what the story of Burger Time is. And of course, as we all know, a story has five parts, right? You have the introduction, where you set up the story. Then you have the rising action, where you kind of, things are starting to happen. And then you have the climax, which is the most exciting part. And then the falling action, where things are kind of slowing down after the big exciting part. And then you have the resolution, or denouement, which is just the end of the story, how the story ends. So I have asked each, how Sophie and Henry each, to think about what they think the story of Birder Time, the story within Birder Time is, and I'm going to let them tell you. So uh, I think Sophie said she was going to go first. So go ahead, Sophie. What? Tell me the story of Birder Time. Once upon a time, there was a chef named Peter Pepper, and he opened a restaurant named The Crazy Restaurant. Why is it called The Crazy Restaurant? It's called The Crazy Restaurant because it, um, he it's a sandwich restaurant, and in the kitchen, in the back, where nobody can see, all the food is running around trying to kill him, and... So he has to spray him with pepper, and then he puts him on a sandwich. Why does the food want to kill him? Because he, they don't want Peter Pepper serving them to be eaten. Oh. But did he know that when he opened the restaurant? No. his, um, The person he talked to so he could open the restaurant gave Who was that? Him, um, his... His grandpa. Oh, was his grandpa named Peter Pepper too? No, his grandpa was named Peter Crazy. Is that who gave him the money to open the restaurant? Yeah, and then... Wait, hold on. Peter Crazy? (laughs) Why was he crazy? You'll see in a minute. Oh, all right, all right. So Peter Peter Crazy, Grandpa Peter Crazy gave Peter Pepper money to open this crazy restaurant. And he also gave a donation of food that was marked Crazy Food. But Peter Pepper didn't see it, so he took out all the food and put it in his refrigerator at the restaurant. Right. And then he threw the bag away, so he never saw the crazy food part. And okay. then he he got out his knife and his lettuce head, and he he was getting ready to chop it up to put on a sandwich. And then the lettuce all suddenly grew eyes and legs, and then he started to run around to, and chase Peter Pepper. And he said, let's go. And all the other food jumped out and grew eyes and legs and started chasing Peter Pepper. Wow. So, okay, so just to... Okay, so the food's chasing him around, so that, that'd that be like the climax. That's like the most exciting part of the story, right? So how does Peter how does Peter Pepper get out of this, or does he? Um, he takes his knife, and he runs around the kitchen saying, Ah! And then he catches the lettuce head and chops it in half, and then catches all the other food and chops it in half, and then he goes to 
his grandpa Peter Crazy, and he um, he asked, "Why are these food growing eyeballs and legs?" And his grandpa says, "Well, didn't you read the bag?" And he says, "There was nothing on the bag." And he said, "It was crazy food. It was only for a display." And Peter Pepper said. Oh, so can I get another bag of food? And Grandpa said, no, no, no. I gave you money. You can use that money. Wow. Is that how the game ends? That how the story ends? Yeah. Does Peter, Pop, does Peter Pepper close his restaurant then? Or does he go buy more food? Nope. He takes all the crazy food off display. Well, that's good. And chops it up Ooh. to put it on sandwiches. Wow. And then he lives happily ever after? Yep, and then he gets another crazy bag of food. Wow, okay. So and we, then the story oh, happens sorry. all over again, and he still doesn't read the label. Well, yeah, because every time you play this game, it's like happening again, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. You, you think Peter Pepper yeah. never learns his lesson. That's a good lesson for us all. We should all learn our lessons, right? And read the and fine read the print. label. Yeah, and, and read the, the, always read the label and the fine print, yes. That's, a good, that's good advice. So if we break that story down... The setup, the introduction was Peter Pepper's a chef. He has grandpa's name Peter Crazy. Gives him money and food, crazy food, to open a restaurant. Then things start to happen. The food starts to grow eyes and legs and stuff. And, and then, then the big, they run around trying to kill Peter Pepper. And that's the climax. When they run around and try and kill him. And then the falling action is when he... Um, chops up all the food. Chops up all the food and goes and talks to his, gran- his grandpa about why'd you do this. Uh, and then the at the end... Uh, he goes and gets more food, and he keeps opening his restaurant, but then he doesn't learn his lesson, and everything happens all over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an awesome story, Sophie. Good job. All right, H-Man, are you up? Mm-hmm. All right, tell me the story, your story, of what you think happens in Burger Time. Once upon a time, there was, there was Peter Pepper opened a restaurant, and it had food, but not crazy food, but... But then he, but then his grand, but then his grandpa, grandpa, grandpa pe, grandpa, grandpa pepper, got and bought him some salt and pepper, and he put the salt and pepper on all of his um, on all of his sandwiches, and mm-hmm. and the sandwiches start to go. Eyes. Oh, so it's the salt and pepper that makes them crazy? Uh-huh, okay. and then because the salt and pepper, because the salt and pepper um, made the, um, made the, made them crazy because it was potion, because it was potion shaped, the sh- Shaped and tasted like salt and pepper. Oh, so and when he put it on a sandwich, it made his, it made so his um um um, it made his sandwiches crazy, and then and then they went kaboo, and then they went all crazy, and and then he went all kab, and then he went all kaboo. So okay, so just. So I understand. Was Grandpa Pepper like a wizard or something? Did he make the potion? Grandpa Pepper was a wizard. Oh, okay. Did Did Peter Pepper know that? Peter Pepper did not know that. Oh, wow. Okay, so now the food's all crazy. This is the exciting part, the climax, right? 
the food goes all crazy. And then, so and then, then Peter Pepper chops up all the food, and then the food, and then before Peter Pepper chop, chopped up all the food, the food said, "I thought you, I thought your name was, your your name was Peter Pepper, so I thought you." You had a lot of peppers, and you just cook with peppers. So, 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 so the end of the story was, and so the end of the story is is the food is Peter Pepper says to the food. The food says, "I want to help you, Peter Pepper." Oh. And then, and then the, and then Peter Pepper said, um. Um, um, uh. Does he say yes? You can help me, and then yes, you can help. And then he says yes, you can help me, but but only but only if you promise to be good. Oh, and did they promise to be good? And and then they promised to be good. So, the end. So at the end, in your story, in Sophie's story, the eggs and the hot dogs and stuff got chopped up and served as like entrees for the restaurant. But in your story, do they like go work in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Because Peter Pepper was the only person in the story. So I thought that yes. um, Henry was going to say, oh, you can help me, but the way you can help me is you can let me chop you up and, up and serve you. YouTube my restaurant. Nope, in his restaurant. But that's not true. So, Henry, if you went and ate at a restaurant where a giant hot dog served you your food, would you still eat the food? Probably if it's okay. not chopped up eyeballs. How about you, Sophie? I would eat the hot dog. Well, wait, too. what if you ordered what if you ordered chopped up eyeballs? What if that's what you said you wanted? I don't know how to eat them if I order them. Okay. Um all right, so in your story Starts out, Peter Pepper just opens a normal restaurant. Peter Pepper opened a normal restaurant. What's the restaurant called? The Crazy Hot Dog Person. Crazy Hot Dog Person. All right, so he serves hot dogs in his restaurant along with hamburgers. He serves hot. He just serves hot dogs, and then he hires crazy, and then he hires crazy, and and then and then he hires crazy sandwiches. Sandwich people, and then well, yeah, the sandwich people start to help him, so... Yeah, and you said that Grandpa Pepper gave him salt and pepper to put on his food that turned out to be a potion that turned him into, yeah, into and then, crazy animals. Yeah, and then he found out Grandpa Wizard was a wizard. Yeah, so the rising action part where stuff starts to happen is when the food gets the potion and turns into, like, crazy food. Uh-huh, and, and, then, and then the crazy food promised to be good, and yep. then... And then, and then, and then they help out a restaurant. So at the end, was Peter Pepper mad at his grandpa? Yeah, he was mad. Peter Pepper was mad at his grandpa, and then Peter Pepper was a grown-up, and he lived all by himself. So, so Peter Pepper never went to visit his grandpa again because he knew he was a wizard. Hey, uh, I should probably ask. Is in you guys' story is Grandpa Pepper like your Grandpa Pepper, or is he a pretend Grandpa Pepper? A pretend okay. Grandpa Pepper. So pretend. Grandpa Pepper, the real Grandpa, Grandpa Pepper, Pepper isn't a wizard. The real Grandpa Pepper is not a wizard. No. All right. No. Well, I just Grandpa wanted to clarify Pepper that. Grandpa Pepper is not a wizard. For the record, 
Because her last name is Pepper. Yeah, but Grandpa Pepper that we know is not a wizard. No. Or well, is he? Or is he? Do we know for sure? We, we should, no. a, we should, should we ask, him? ask him every right. when we go. Next time we go see him, we'll ask him, okay? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. That was awesome. You did a nice job with your stories. I'm sure that our listeners will like them. Um, all right, now go mow the lawn or something, okay? Uh-huh. Bye. Say, say bye. Bye. Yeah, some parents teach their kids to hit a ball, to fix a car, maybe build a canoe. I teach my kids to podcast. The Atari Bytes dynasty is secure. And that's our show. But before we go, my kids have cornered Bill Kendrick from the XEGS podcast and are pelting him with hamster buns. It's his fault, really, for dressing up like a giant hot dog. And it's not even Tuesday. So while he's here, we might as well let him tell us all about the now very soon upcoming Atari party happening out in Davis, California. So go for it, Bill. And then I would flee while you still can. Hey, Bill. It's Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast. I want to let you and your listeners know that I'm hosting my 8th annual Atari party this summer out here in Davis, California. That's near Sacramento and not far from the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. It's free and will undoubtedly have at least one Atari 2600 set up. It's a one-day event on Saturday, July 30th. Visit newbreedsoftware.com slash Atari party for more info. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Thanks also to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons license to his songs, Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes show notes at ataribytes.libsyn.com. You can email your giant burger and homicidal hot dog recipes at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and iTunes. And do please leave a review wherever you're given the option to do that. You heard my kids, right? You heard how happy they are? You want them to stay happy, don't you? Good reviews do that. Don't make my kids sad, people. Leave a review. You can also support the show financially at the Atari Bytes Patreon page and by buying cool Atari Bytes stuff at Zazzle.com. And don't forget, if you love Charlie Brown and Snoopy half as much as Atari games, check out my other show, It's a Podcast Charlie Brown. A new episode drops, or dropped depending on when you're listening to this, on July 15th. Next time on Atari Bytes, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, oh.